It's a very big welcome and a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night to our inaugural and, shall I say, foundation listeners. We are on the ranch. We are a sporting podcast focusing heavily on the North Queensland Cowboys rugby league team with some delving into other sports that take our fancy both local and overseas. My name's Bob. I am a Townsville local, a Cowboys fanatic, an all-round clueless sporting nut, really. You may recognise my voice from the Northern Stand podcast, or maybe not. But if you've come across from there, it's a very big welcome to you and thanks for joining us. The man beside me, you might know as the guy from On The Spot, the videos that truly show the passion us Cowboys fans and indeed many Queenslanders exhibit, all manifested into about a three-minute piece before each game. His name's Pistol. Good evening, Pistol. How are you? Rob, I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And as a, a foundation player here, it's uh, really a big uh, honour to to join you side-by-side on, on the ranch. Uh, welcome aboard. It's good to have you on board. It's good to have you on board. We're, we're sort of the captain and the first mate here at the moment, uh, stumbling our way through on the Titanic. I would say it's the blind leading the blind, and it's, it's... let's just hope there's no icebergs in sight. Well, I think we've already hit a few on the way in, but that's okay. We'll work through it. So you're the man from the On The Spot videos. What made you start On The Spot? Good question. Uh, Dates back to about 2015 where I'd start just uh, doing a couple of posts on Facebook, just just written literature basically, and it started off with something like a game time is play time, and that evolved into maybe three lines, four lines, five lines, tagging a few friends and so on. And eventually a few people said, you're doing really good at this writing stuff, Pistol. It was more like a poetry in motion, so to speak. Uh, you should actually create a page on this. So throughout the 2015 season, I had done that after uh, going to the original launch where Rupert McCall was guest speaker and I took quite a shining to his work. If, you, if you've ever heard him or if you haven't, I suggest do yourself a favour and uh, look up Rupert McCall. He's actually quite the wordsmith. Anyhow, one of my mates kept telling me, um, you know, you're doing really good. You should try this in more often. And then by the launch of the 2016 season, it was actually the night before after having a cup of red wines with a few mates at home. <laughs> and I was talking to them about, you know, how, I, how I've seen these videos and seen these presentations by the, by the great man. And they all said, why don't you do something like that? So we took writing to videoing and a couple of years later, it's... Each week's a bit of a struggle coming up with different material, <laughs> then shooting it, performing it. It's usually myself. This year we've changed up a few things and we've actually got a bit of a, I guess you could say a recording studio, so, <laughs> so could, we could, could say. It, you could call it that. You could call it that. <laughs> Where um, you yourself have come on board and uh, hopefully we we take it into a, into a new direction as opposed to just the, just myself gibbering for two and a half minutes each week in a very much amateur hour. Uh, but that's basically how on the spot started. It um, Just to try and give a bit of pre-game hype and uh, get, the, get the fans involved, so to speak, similar to, I guess, dare I say it, Phil Gould hypes up the crowd in an origin game, uh, Ray Warren at the start of big events, just little things like that just to get the goosebumps pumping a little bit further. Beautiful, beautiful, well. Let's hope you don't go as far as Phil Gould and uh, get yourself off the <laughs> so, off social media every second week. 
He's, he's got a bit of a habit with that. Let's move right into season preview because it is 2019. It is the start of the season. Hopefully you're listening to this before the first game. And if you're not, well... Slight technical difficulties. Slight technical difficulties <laughs> probably got us there in the first place. It has been an interesting off-season to say the least. Look, we're not going to go into well too much depth on it. I mean, it's it's been done to death on just about every other platform with the off-season dramas. Instead, we're, we're just going to focus on the, the Cowboys off-season and we'll move forward from there. This, we'll start off with the new names to the squad for 2019. And uh, we're looking at, uh, well, there's probably, what, four or five or six there that's uh, off the top of our heads. Yeah. Uh, Nene McDonald, we'll start there. He's from the Dragons. He's a Cairns boy. He's got 91 first-grade games under his belt. The eyes are on him on that in that outside back role after Winterstein's retirement. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to seeing Nene or McDonald have a good run there. I, I think he's a you know valuable back, valuable backline player to have for us. I I agree. It's it's a shame as we as we know this weekend Kyle Feltz actually out with injury, but it will be devastating to see both Nene and, and Kyle on on opposite wings to each other as they're probably dare I say it, one of the, the two best finishers in the in the business. They both know how to find the try line. They both got a massive vertical leap uh, and they've got hands that the ball sticks to like glue. I don't know what they're spraying on their fingers before the start of a game, but they just don't seem to drop a ball and they know their way to the try line. So having Big Nene, as you said, a Cairns product on board, uh, welcome home to the north. It's uh, exciting times ahead. Absolutely, for sure. Next up, we've got uh, Tom Opachik from the Broncos. 19 first grade games under his belt. And from what I remember seeing of him over the last couple of years, down at the Broncos, he's uh, he's a solid centre and he is actually going to be a starting centre for us this week. He has had a couple of shoulder reconstructions uh, in the last couple of years. Hopefully that's not an issue. I, I don't think it will be, Rob, to be honest. Uh, if you recall back, Brent Tate came to our club and at the time he had three knee reconstructions or he's gone through his third one, sorry. And look what happened with him. He, he leaps and bounds. And as champion players do like Tatey, he got back to the best as he is. Opacek is only a young fella, but there's so much more future ahead of him. And I think a different change, a sea change for that matter, and just under different guidances and the culture and structure that the the North Queensland Cowboys do present themselves with, I think we're sure to see the better of him as, as time develops. And may I add, he's one quick person. Remember watching a few games when he played in the Broncos colours. He is lightning fast. Beautiful. That's what we need. Some good good centres. Uh, moving in a bit further, we're looking at uh, Josh Maguire, the other Bronco, probably the biggest one of the biggest signings, I guess, for this year. Uh, I have to say, I actually wasn't keen on that signing to begin with when I first heard it. I was very uh, uh, apprehensive. Is probably the best <laughs> word to use, uh, mostly because he's a Bronco. But he is a is a, a grub or a mongrel, but that's probably what we need. I I wouldn't call I wouldn't go along those lines as grub or mongrel. <laughs> I'd use the the line as ruthless aggression. He's something that the pack has has been missing. I mean, Tamalolo runs the ball hard. He's a strong beast. 
he goes his hardest. But he doesn't have that Ashton Sims-like mongrel. That's exactly... That, 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 was, yeah. that aggression that, that flows, you know. He might give away a penalty here or there, but he's going to win you a lot more just on, I'm here to play. If you hurt me, teammate, I'm coming after you. And that's that's something I think we need just to spark the pack. And I think coming off the interchange bench is perfect. He's got the likes of Hess and Lolo Cooper in front of him with Scott McLean. When one of them come off, he comes on and just adds that next flare of firework to the to the game. And look, it sort of all came about in a whirlwind signing. You know, I think he was overseas or having a holiday in Fiji or something. And next minute, you know what? I want out and North Queensland's home. And the fact that he signed for four years shows that he's committed and loyalty is something that um, that rungs true in the in the North Queensland veins. That's true. And then. Next, we've got uh, Jordan Kahu, uh, another Bronco. Uh, and I think he'll make an excellent uh, interim fullback, uh, at least until Val Holmes comes back next year. And I'm being optimistic. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I've got my heart set on Val Holmes coming home. He is good friends with uh, Michael Morgan. And uh, I do believe we'll, we'll one day end up seeing him here. But in the meantime, Kahu, I think he's pretty solid. He'll make a great fullback in the absence of, uh, of Lock and Coop, for instance. Yeah, well, we we did have a number one with a bit of X factor from overseas, but uh, I did say we weren't going. To we go we in weren't that. delve into that, but I do. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent with Kahu. I think uh, you know there might be a couple of unlucky Pride Blackhawks and Cutters fullbacks out there that didn't quite get the nod, and we we bought someone else. However, I think you'll fit in quite well. Uh, reading about his backstory and. Basically, he was unwanted by Seabold at uh, at the Broncos. So, what their loss is our gain. And can I just remind you what happened at Granville when he came to the Cowboys? From the Broncos. From the Broncos. Might as well start calling ourselves the North Queensland Broncos, <laughs> dare I no, say it. <laughs> we're not going down that path. We're not going down we'll that cut, path. We'll cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I might just leave it. So, uh, moving on, we've got Kurt, Kurt Baptiste. Uh, ex-Rooster, ex-Lee Centurion, ex-Raider, ex-Bronco. I think he's a, a tidy hooker. He would be good as a backup for you, for Jakey Granville. Uh, he's not named this week, and I believe he's playing... Um... I think you'll find he's out injured at the moment. Is he? I don't know with what injury, <laughs> but I think you'll find that he's actually <laughs> injured. From what I've read in the in the papers... I did no research on Kurt Baptiste this week. <laughs> So I have no idea. I might when, uh, look that up and edit that in later on. But in the meantime... One thing I can say about Kurt Baptiste, though, is this is actually... This is something different. I didn't think we'd be chasing someone like this. But can I just say that he is a tough-as-nails, no-nonsense uh, football player. He was perfect at the Raiders. I don't know why he didn't get as much game time at the Roosters. Personally, I reckon... He should have shared the duties with Jake Friend at Hooker at the Roosters, and no doubt that he'll he'll slot in somewhere in in Cowboy colours because the guy tackles sixty tackles a game, and like I said, he is a tough as nails, no nonsense player. Indeed, he is. Indeed, he is. No, and the last name I'm going to cover tonight is Dan Russell. He's a twenty year old. Mostly, he's played Queensland Cup in the back line. I don't know a whole lot about this kid. I can't say I've seen him play, but the you know, the more stocks we have in the back line, the merrier, I say. 
depth is going to be tested this year. Uh, it's no secret that as as each year evolves, players get faster, tougher, gym work. Um, you're sure to find injuries here and there, plus origin commitments as well. Uh, we've got Nene, Felt, O'Neill, they're all pressing for an origin spot. So I think Dan Russell uh, will somewhat be be seen in in 2019. During that origin period, more than likely, yeah. Potentially, yeah. I think he still has a little bit of um, craft applied to his apprenticeship. Um, but at 23, he's, he's definitely one to one to watch and everyone's got to start from somewhere as well. Absolutely. And so uh, departing us to make way for these new players, we've got uh, a list of list of quick players. We'll just run through them quickly. We've got Lachlan Coote. He's off to St. Helens. Big loss. Big loss, that Big one. Big loss, Lachlan Coote. I also believe Sean Fensom off to the Broncos. I believe that's a big loss as well. That, uh, that's I, massive. Fensom is a massive workhorse and excellent off the bench uh, as an impact player or could have he could play any position almost. And, not um, that uh, Francis Molo or Mitch Dunn is uh, not adequate to replace that. Not at all. I'm not uh, not taking anything away from them. Uh, Kane Linnett is off to England. That's a shame. Uh, Ethan Lowe. <laughs> Ethan Lowe got a, a late call off to the Rabbitohs. Uh, and, of course, the GOAT and Winterstein, Winterstein have retired. The GOAT himself, he was signed to the squad uh, recently as... Uh, the correct term is Elite Partnerships Ambassador, whatever that means. And uh, I believe more than likely he'll be the um, the stand-up man in front of, say, Toyota or The Ville or whoever the <coughs> top-line sponsors are for 2019 alongside his Channel 9 commitments and hopefully spruiking us up. It's, it's no <laughs> secret that the GOAT is the face of North Queensland. <laughs> Uh, and why not utilise him? You know, he called Townsville home for, for over 14 years. He's he's raised a family here. He's basically God up here. <laughs> when much. you when you put him next to a person like Santa Claus, one of them's a, a fictional character and the other one is uh, is an absolute God. <laughs> one of them took us to a grand final in 2015 and won uh, it. So I think with uh, JT still being around the boys, no doubt he'll be um, giving insight into into the young halves of Martin Clifford, uh, Morgan's big role to fill, uh, amongst a few of the other Q Cup players as well. And having him around uh, can only strengthen us as a as a team, and also still buy into that um, North Queensland culture. Quick review of the trial games uh, that were played earlier in the year. The Cowboys versus the Titans on the 23rd of February. Sunshine Coast Stadium, 10,680 in attendance there. That's massive. For a trial game. For a trial game. That is uh, beautiful. Cowboys are winners, 22-16. Young understudy half Jake Clifford starred in that game. He he really gave Greeny some headaches for the first round selections. Obviously, uh, Greeny stuck with uh, Tamari Martin for the time being. A few little injury concerns for Tuolagi, Wilshire, and Corey Jensen out of that game. I haven't really heard the outcome of uh, of those injuries. But um, did you see any of this game at all? I I have not. I I had missed it. I was actually out of town that weekend and that uh, missed the uh, missed the stream. So, but yeah, I, I did hear that you had a couple of those injuries as mentioned. I think the main one being Corey Jensen. He was the first grade player for us. 
but no doubt he'll be back on his feet yeah, soon enough. Just on that game, just you touched on the crowd attendance, 10,000-plus uh, people in attendance on Sunshine Coast. Uh, that's quite an impressive figure for a trial game. Uh, the last time Cowboys played Titans, I think it was at Seabus Stadium last year in JT's Farewell, they obviously packed it out. And to have this in a trial, it just shows the uh, the support people are, are already wanting to give to this game. And uh, hopefully the players can play rightly by it. All over Queensland, it seems. It's good. Packing out stadiums left, right and centre. The second trial game we played was uh, Cowboys versus Storm. That was on March 2nd at BB Stadium in Mackay. The Cowboys, again, were winners here 14-6. to I did actually watch at least the first half of this one. The second one, I had a few too many bevies under me, but... Uh, it was terrible in that first half. There was so much dropped ball. There were more balls dropping than senior year of an all-boys high school, I tell you. But uh, I thought Kahu did well in... I thought Kahu did well in the fullback role here. And overall, our defence was especially great, bar that one-storm try. And incidentally, that's uh, that's the try where uh, I think it's Scott Drinkwater uh, came out with a peck injury. Yeah. So we won't be seeing him uh, from the storm at all. But uh, that's got nothing to do with the Cowboys and came away as, as winners. Yeah, that is a shame for the young kid. He's, he was trying to get back on his feet. Um, you know, Bellyache, he, he said about this game and he blamed, blamed the humidity uh, for the drop ball, uh, saying it was too greasy and, and whatnot. Now, I'm no rocket scientist, but when you play in Melbourne and you have four seasons a day, <laughs> yes. I would have thought that holding the ball would just come second nature to him, yet... Somehow he blamed something else, and uh, look, I, I personally don't think the Storm are going to perform too well this year. Just quietly, they, um, they they may struggle. They may struggle with the with Slater now gone. I think Smith's in his retirement year, and he is trying to get some premierships back because I think he's pretty sure he's not going to win any this year. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is itching for those uh, lost ones. But hey, if you do the crime and you and you play with a stacked deck, well. <laughs> You don't get the accolades, but... Indeed, um, indeed. We might come back to that one later. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston to lead North Queensland to a maiden premiership. So a quick look at the team. It was announced earlier this week. It's looking like uh, it, it'll probably stick by this. It, it may change here and there, but I don't think it'll change too much barring injury. We've got Jordan Carhu in fullback, as we covered before. Nene McDonald and Justin O'Neill on... On uh, one edge with Tom Opechik and Javid Bowen just, on the other side. Just on Justin O'Neill. I know he's had his pundits and critics, but from all reports, he's been training the house down in pre-season. And I reckon you'll see some big things from him. He'll get back to the form that saw him winning a Maroons jumper a couple of years ago. I do believe he was pretty disappointed in his own form last year. And that's probably driven him to do better this year. It's, it remains to be seen. Uh, he's He probably knows his necks on the chopping block. And there's plenty of other centres and uh, wingers waiting in the in the wings to take his spot. That's that's for certain. We got uh, Tamari Martin and Michael Morgan in the halves. I think Clifford will end up getting a run there somewhere through the year. Greeny himself said Tamari Martin and Clifford were neck and neck for the for the selection yeah, there. Yeah, right. So uh, it'll be good to see Clifford get a run in first grade. Uh, apparently, it's just a little bit of consistency in Clifford's game is all he needs, and he'll be up there. And that so comes with um, time as well. Absolutely. And then move on to uh, Matt Scott, Jake Granville, in the number nine, of course. Jordan McLean in 10. 
Gavin Cooper in 11. And in 12, we've got Cohen Hess. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, okay. Cohen Hess had one of those years last year as well. So let's uh, let's hope he's gotten a bit of a fire lit under him, shall we say? It'll be, it'll be good to see him come back to that. I thought his best damaging run was off the bench, personally. Uh, a tired pack after 20 minutes, out comes this Lockhess monster for an impact 40. Uh, 20 either side of halfway. And if you need him, he can still run towards the end. He's only a very young boy and he's got a big motor similar to the Hulk. Uh, look, he's you could make a claim for someone like a, a Scott Bolton or a uh, Asiata, for instance, even a Al Maguire, um, or done for that matter, to play second row. But I think to start off the season right... Let's uh, let's see what the big boy can offer, and hopefully he's uh, got a bit more cardio under his belt. <laughs> more cardio, please. <laughs> Jason Taumalalo, of course, fills out that number 13 spot in a million dollars a year. I would want to hope that he is starting. And on the interchange, we've got John Asiata, big Josh McGuire, Mitch Dunn, and Francis Molo at this stage. In the reserves, number 18 is Ben Hampton, unfortunate to miss a spot. Uh, Jake Clifford, as we mentioned before, Gideon Gillamosby, and Inari Tuala. He's sort of become the people's champion of North Queensland, hasn't he, Ben Hampton? He He's has. taken quite a shining from everyone involved, and a lot of people are puzzled as to why he's not getting a, a bench spot or even a starting spot for that matter. But um, Look, it's, all, early, it's early in the season. All things will be answered down the track, no doubt. I believe he's uh, playing for... The Pride, is the it? The Pride, this week. Yeah, right. So, unless there's an injury and he, he gets the call up. But uh, oh, he'll do well in the pride. There's no doubt about that. So, of course, Michael Morgan has been named as captain this week with a surprise, well, at least to me, of Jordan McLean as co-captain. And I don't think it was a surprise just to me. I'm pretty sure that was a surprise to everybody. Uh, a lot of people I've read this week have, have wondered why Cooper hasn't been given that uh, co-captaincy. Or even Matt Scott, for that matter. I don't think Matt Scott actually wanted it. And I think Cooper is too nice a guy to say that he wanted to keep it. I think he's happy, you know, with whoever gets the decision. They've they've played alongside each other for for a few seasons now, all barring McLean being last year. Uh, they're all part of a leadership group. I think at any one given time, I don't think it makes a big difference who wears the C on their back. Um, there's been a few times last few years, even in press conferences, where Matt Scott and Thurston have been absent from their their interview duties, and someone like Morgan and Cooper and and the likes have actually stepped in to take on that role. So I think the leadership group alone, I mean, it's Morgan's team now, and we all know that. But uh, I don't think there's any feathers ruffled. Um, McLean was a bit of a a left field one, given he's only been here 12 months, but looking to the future, uh, he looks like he could be here for quite some time. We also don't know what's been going on in the off-season. He could be standing up at training and, and leading from the front. could just be the case that you know everyone's looking up to him anyway, and he, he might be bringing some of his experience along and just, just leading from the front. So. The, the new locker room leader. Absolutely. It looks to me. Round one preview, Cowboys versus Dragons, Saturday 16th of March at 6.35pm in the glorious 1300 Smiles Stadium in its farewell tour. Fortress 1300. Fortress 1300. 
Look, Pistol, it's always a good thing to get a good start to the year. And I think certainly this year, I believe, we need to see the Cowboys get off to a good start. Uh, we couldn't ask for a better location and time for Game 1, personally, I think. Uh, do you think we'll be ready? I reckon we're born ready, to be honest. We've had a uh, an off-season, a pre-season of turbulent ups and downs. We've gone from a severe drought to devastating floods. It's I've heard that before somewhere. <laughs> it's uh, I wouldn't say crippled us, but it's more so than galvanised the uh, the community. Fellow cowboy players are out there in their boats helping out people. We've had training halted to different grounds, but we're professional athletes. We know what to do. We've been to a couple of grand finals in three years. We played in prelims. The boys are more than ready for up this. We've had the trials. I think you'll see a hungry dog at a bone this Saturday night. That would be nice to see. The Dragons, they're coming off a win against Newcastle and then a loss against the Rabbitohs in their, in their two respective trial matches. I mean, we can't read too much into it because they are trials. But, uh, you know, look, they've got... Uh, that uh, De Bellend saga hanging over their heads. But for me, I th- I think for me, the key is probably, uh, it's Mary's fifth year coaching there. His contract runs out at the end of this year. And I think they're going to come out with the, with the mentality of giving Mary a good run so that he can, he can either re-sign or resign either way without uh, being forced out. I, I don't think it'll be a washover game by any stretch. You know, it is round one. There's going to be a bit of rust on everyone. Trials are something, but it's nothing compared to the main event. I didn't realise it was Mary's last year. Um, if he's not being offered a, another contract, well, yeah, he's he's looking for the first 10 rounds to try and secure a position for the next few seasons. And in typical Dragon fashion, it's it's one of those games you actually don't really want to play them early on. They are... They tend to win their first 15 games of the season and then still miss the eight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to start to start off with them, um, to claim a scalp like them at the start, is going to be a foot in the right direction. It'll be good for us, but I think Mary would want to get on the phone pretty quickly in the first uh, 10 rounds of this season if uh, the last couple of seasons for the Dragons are anything to go by. I think uh, our forwards are probably the key to this game. We've got a massive pack. And now with uh, Maguire there, we can ma- certainly match any aggression. It's just a matter of whether or not the halves can capitalise on that. Um, the Dragons are a slightly younger squad. I dare I say they're possibly more nimble. It's hard to say. I can see the Dragons, um, you know, testing the likes of Bowen and O'Neill. And, uh, you know, if they manage to get through once or twice there, I, I think it might snowball from there. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the forwards, I think this game will certainly rely on their forward pack. Absolutely. Uh, on paper, we've got no doubt probably the best pack in the business. If Matt Scott gets back to his damaging best, I mean, he's a origin candidate of 20-plus games in that high-octane arena. He knows he's no, knows what to do, and he's got that experience behind him. He's a battering ram, and as long as you've got him and McLean going forward, I call them the, the bookends of the business... We'll go a long way to securing this. You then got fringe players of Cooper and Hess running off that. The Hulk chewing up meters up the middle. All this leads to exciting times with Morgan on one side, uh, Martin on the other, and uh, Kahu's got a good passing game. He does. You nearly said Clifford there. I think we all want him to be fine. <laughs> That's fine. We'll see how Martin goes. I'm sure he'll be great. And not to mention it's uh, 
Nene's game against his former club. So he's going to have a lot of points to prove. And who knows, he might get a hat trick of a few big, high leaping, towering bombs. Oh, that sounds like a best bet if I've ever heard of one. So from right to left, the Cowboys. Oh! oh, oh no. is not done. Oh. All right, moving on to a bit of news from this week. We won't cover too much here. Just a few select stories. One particularly that stood out for me was Cameron Smith calling for the Storm to have uh, their stripped premierships returned in light of the, the whole Cronulla Sharks salary cap scandal and penalties in the last uh, last couple of weeks. The first thing I want to say to that is no. Uh, the Sharks' rorts were completely self-reported and they had nothing. They had nothing to the extent of what the Storm were doing. The Storm, for instance, had two sets of books and some players signed two contracts. Nothing like that at the Sharks. In fact, the Sharks weren't even over the salary cap in 2016 at all. It's just that they were being dodgy with some underhanded payments that they weren't meant to be, but they inadvertently weren't over the salary cap. So if you're going to penalise them, penalise their management for trying to cheat and not cheating properly. And uh, look... As an aside, I mean, the Sharks are now doing this juggling act with Segiaro. Like, is he on contract, off contract? Uh, he signed some dollar deal with Newtown to play for them. I mean, I don't know. Is it time all the contract garbage was handled by an independent party or by the NRL itself? I've always looked at contracts in the modern game as, what do they actually mean? <laughs> you know, you'll have someone sign a, a contract with the club today, let's say for 500 grand. And then in a month's time, have the have the uh, the sniffles with it, and then get a release and sign a contract elsewhere. And the same happens with coaches. Same happens with coaches. Strangely. Now these people are bought to a club as a face and a marketing leader. And where does that all go? Look, I I agree. Yes, maybe there should be something that is set to a independent review. Uh, I don't think you know the clubs can log everything. But once that goes, once that goes to the NRL, I want to know why has it taken to 2019? How has this come up? If the NRL are now looking into it, going, oh, the Sharks played up in 13, 14, 15, now compliant by 16, wouldn't you have fined them back then? Well, I believe the the NRL How? haven't looked at it, and the Sharks self-reported this one, so they right. found out that they were above the salary cap in all years except 2016 and managed to yeah, self-report that to the NRL. So they've gone looking deep into the books. The, the storm uh, issue, salary cap issue. Was always under the rug and hoping no one would find out. Yes, <laughs> until somebody blew the whistle on them. Uh, so yeah, that, that's where the differences are in those and why those premierships just shouldn't be returned. Um, Look, once it's, once it's taken off you... You're gone. Accept the umpire's decision and you're back in the pavilion. You've got that star beside your name for the rest of eternity, Cameron. Another one that came up in the last uh, week or two is the pay rises for the referees where the the top officials, they'll earn over $300,000 annually in a historic four-year enterprise agreement. Uh, There was uh, 12 months of negotiations where it was possible we weren't going to have referees at the start of this season. I think everyone... Didn't actually believe that was going to happen. Uh, personally, I, I think it's a good move. Uh, if you pay peanuts, it's a great move. if you pay peanuts like they were before, they were on about one hundred eighty thousand, uh, which for for top grade, you know, front front line uh, person who's making a decision that can effectively turn an entire game on its head, 
I mean, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. That's that's what happens. The players themselves, we know all know what they're earning, figures well, well above that. And the administrators of the games, uh, the ones with the most eyes on it, much better dollar value. And that's going to increase over time in the next couple of years. Look, it's a great move. Although after tax, it probably means they'll be getting an extra $1.98 a week. <laughs> Thank you, Scott Morrison. Uh, look, I think it's a, a great thing, to be honest. Uh, at the end of the day, you don't have a game without officials in in all sports. Uh, they're the first to be criticised. They're the first to be bagged. Um, unfortunately, in today's modern games, doesn't matter what sporting code, you've got thirty-eight thousand different cameras all following something, and they and every fan that doesn't get a decision go their way. Uh, the first to blame the referee. That referee can only see one thing in a split decision and has to make his mind up. I think by having a bit of extra pay in their pocket, it'll step up their their performances. Uh, they won't be influenced by so many off-field situations or or on-field for that matter. I'd even go one further and say, do we really actually need the video ref? Oh, I'd, 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 if, I, we could do away with the video ref tomorrow and I'd be more than happy. I'd, I'd go one further and say, to get everything right, you could, to alleviate stress, you could probably have four sets of touches that control from 50 to the, to the try line. You could even have an in-goal touchy. And whatever happens is their decision. You're not having someone going up board to the to the bunker and he sees a decision this week, which is a shepherd, but next week it isn't. It's it's human error. And if you're gonna lose a game on human error, you just gotta suck it up. The problem I have with the with the referees is not them themselves, it's more the video where time and time again Decisions are made and it's got everyone scratching their heads. How did they come up with that conclusion? They're not seeing the same thing we're seeing. No. And so what happens is that the on-field referee cops all this criticism, which then puts them under stress. And then they're wondering, what am I going to do? At least now this gives a bit of financial security. I know this has sort of gone a little bit off wind, but all in all, if if you're going to pay the stars of the game you've got to pay the adjudicators and it does mean that we see uh, Matt Chechen return too which is nice I think he's probably one of our top if not our top referee yeah and to see him leave last year in the way that he in the way the reasons for him leaving I, I think that was a disgrace really so yeah. it's good to actually see him back and I know the, the game wants to protect its players and they want to do this, that and the other, yet what about your officials? So, indeed, indeed. And, and without the officials, as I said, you don't have a game. And it wasn't the money bringing him back either. It's just the deal in, uh, I think he had a visa issue with, with actually working in, in England. So that's why he's returned. Thurston to choose from with Coot. He hits it. He's got it. He's got the field goal. He's got the premiership. Cracking into our tips. For round one, 2019. Let's just get straight into it, shall we? Uh, before before you start, can I let's just Let's not say, get straight into it. <laughs> yeah. Before you start, I just want to say I'm a peronial tipster. Uh, every comp I go in, don't follow me. I'm <laughs> usually at the bottom. If not at the bottom, <laughs> I'm below bottom. <laughs> well, that's fine because I'm not exactly great either. I, I mostly just lose money in any tipping <laughs> comp that I enter when it's got money involved. So round one, game one, Thursday night, 
the 14th of March, Storm versus Broncos. Pistol? <laughs> I have the Storm by 10 in this one. I just think, uh, you know, Melbourne haven't lost a round one game for some like, ever. And, you know, Broncos have got a new coach. They've had a clean out of uh, some of their old players. And, uh, yeah, I think they'll take a bit of time to find their feet. And, yeah, I think the Storm will be too good. Storm by 10. I mostly agree with you there, but I've got the Storm by six points, personally. Uh, Friday night, 15th of March, 5pm, we've got the Knights taking on the Sharks at McDonald Jones Stadium. $1.90 each way for these ones. I've got the Novacastrians here. Novacastrians? What's it called down there? Is it Marathon Stadium? Aussie Energy Stadium? Whatever it is, I've got I've got the Novacastrians at home winning this. Well, now it's McDonald Jones Stadium. McDonald Jones. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Personally, I've taken the Sharks. Yeah, I think the Sharks will get this one done. It's okay to be wrong. I was wrong once. <laughs> I was mistaken. I was, I was mistaken. wrong. <laughs> Second game on Friday night, 6.55pm. It's the Roosters taking on the Rabbitohs at the Sydney, Sydney Cricket Ground. It could be the Sydney Dust Bowl by then. I think they're playing in more sand than Baghdad at the moment. <laughs> Is their turf even finished yet? I believe it was being laid today. Look out for season-ending ankle injuries in this one. <laughs> Holy Jesus. Why wouldn't you change it? just change it to a different location? But anyhow, a lot of heritage at the SCG. I've got the bunnies in this one. I just think that, uh, you know, they're going to have a point to prove over last year's premiers. And, well, the Roosters... Since winning the comp, they're now on notice. Everyone's wanting wanting their back, and the hunter has now become the hunted. While it has, it's all right for you to be wrong this time, because I'm going to take the roosters <laughs> in a landslide. <laughs> I think rabbits will be too, uh, too shaken up by Uncle Wayne. I don't think it's going to work. Not straight away, anyway. It'll, it'll, it'll take a little while to, for, that, for that to gel in. Moving on, Saturday, 16th of March at 2pm, we've got the Warriors taking on the Bulldogs over at uh, in the land of the Long White Clown, Mount Smart Stadium. Is it 2 o'clock Auckland time? I believe it's 2 o'clock local time, bro. Local time, so about 4 o'clock your time, eh? Something like, no, actually 2 o'clock our time. Oh, it is 2 o'clock your time. So probably midday over there, bro. Uh, no, when did we become an Odesian? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, Worries and Dogs. Dogs actually travel really well over to New Zealand. They've taken a few of their home games over there in the past, I think, to Wellington. Uh, but no, I've got the Worries in this one. I just think with the... Although they've lost Sean Johnson, I just think with the likes of uh, David Fusatua, Bunty Afoa, Sione Katoa, if he's still there, I think they'll just be too too strong for the Dogs outfit. Although they, they're they looking on the rise, uh, I just don't think they've rebuilt enough. Well, I 100% agree, and that's, I'll just leave it at that. I am, I am tipping the Warriors. Second game, 4.30pm, the Tigers are taking on the Seagulls at Leichhardt Oval. Oh, back to Leichhardt. A lot of heritage and history there. Uh, Tigers for mine. I just think that um, with everything Manly's had in the off-season, they've changed coaches. Is Barrett still coaching, or is he? Is it Desi's now? I think Desi's uh, they, back, isn't Have he? they got two coaches? Uh, I, I don't know. I think... Manly's just a basket case off the field, and I think it'll show on the field for the first few weeks anyway. I think Trebojevic is injured as well, and Tigers have got... Is it Tigers? have got six captains. I don't know how you could... Uh, yeah, could who knows? It's just put a C against everyone. Tigers for mine. Uh, same here. 
Of course, Saturday, 16th of March, 6.35pm, the Cowboys taking on the Dragons at 1300 Smiles Stadium. Do I really need to ask? Uh, no, the pride of the North are mine. Uh, Cowboys and Cowboys to do it well. Absolutely 100% agree, and I might even uh, drop a lazy... Uh... Going to tempt Satan, are we? <laughs> are we going to tempt Satan? <laughs> I don't know if we should. What are their odds on that one? A dollar ninety for the Cowboys. This is two dollars for the Dragons. The line is minus one and a half to the Cowboys. Sunday, the seventeenth of March, we've got the Panthers taking on the Eels at Panther Stadium, three oh five PM. Is it a shamozzle out there in Pantherland? Uh, where do you start <laughs> for both clubs? I think they're gonna Wow. I'm pretty sure all their mobile phones have been taken off them. They've they've got more drama on the cell phone than warning. Fair income. <laughs> Geez, between sexual allegations, drink driving, hostesses, everything. It's a it's a flip of a coin, but uh, if history proves itself right, Parramatta actually do start the season off quite all right. I think you'll see something like a scoreline of 40 to 8, Parramatta. Oh, it's truth. <laughs> Are you actually taking Parramatta? My God. <laughs> well, I'm taking the Panthers. They are $1.52 favourites. And I'm actually lining up an end-of-season trip to uh, Penrith. Because so, <laughs> clearly it's the party gap. <laughs> oh, toot-toot, toot-toot. <laughs> Sunday, the 17th of March, the final game of the round. The Titans are taking on the Raiders. It's Raiders? Not the Raiders. The, the Raiders. Raiders. At Seabus Super Stadium, 5, 10 p.m. It's $1.85 for the Titans versus $1.95 for the Raiders. Even the bookies don't know who's going to win this one. Raiders for mine, I just think, with the likes of Joey Leilua, Jared Croker, Whiten, Caesar, and Big Papali led with Josh Hodgson, I just think the Raiders are going to be too good for the Titans. Yeah, again, I, I completely disagree with you. <laughs> I'd say, I tell you, if it was in Canberra, I would I would agree with you there, but uh, up at Seabus, let's not call it a fortress, but... I can't see the Raiders doing it. The Raiders, the uh, Raiders on the road in nineteen. <laughs> Raiders on the road in nineteen. I do like the Raiders personally. I just don't like Ricky Stewart, but uh, I, I really think the Titans are, are going to take this one home. And a dollar eighty-five odds are pretty good, I think, for that game. And I think that's our tips for the round. So, so what do we got there? Four opposite. Yeah, about four opposite. That's uh, that's pretty good. I've gone mostly home teams personally. Uh, round one, home teams tend to be a little. Uh, more likely to tip for me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've gone a few ways. Though. I've gone. Three or four. Yeah, I think I've got the, the Rabbits, Parra and Canberra all the way. Interesting. interesting. And you've got the Sharks. Yeah, see right. See how that looks at the end of... We'll see how that looks next week. I'll see be who on, gets away I'll to be, a good start. I'll be on eight and you'll be on five. I'll probably be on less than that. Somehow I'll be on zero. That's generally how it works. <laughs> we always like to chase. <laughs> we do. We do. We might just do a quick prediction on uh, where a couple of teams are going to finish at the end of the year. Uh, for me, I'm I'm just going to quickly say, I've, I've, Cowboys, for me, I've, I can see them probably six, seven or eight. I've, I've got them a bit higher. It might be my one eye on that one, but I've got them sitting around the third position Ooh. on the ladder. That's certainly a bounce back from, uh, from last year. What was it, 15th, so... It was, but uh, we saw last year's top eight was two points from first to eighth. So, and Roosters did it the year before. Well, a couple, no, a couple of years before that, they were premiers, and then they bombed out, and then they become and minor then they premiers again. again so. so, it can be done. 
But do we have the squad? I, well, we do, but I, I, I can see us being sixth, seventh, or eighth. Any surprise packets you see for the year? Surprise teams? Unex- anything unexpected? Maybe not. Not for myself, but I think for a lot of other people. I actually think the Dragons will get minor premierships. To be honest, although we play them week one, I think that uh, with the start they usually have every other year, if they can just win another game or two after round fifteen, they'll they'll win the minors. Uh, I've actually got Warriors up in the top four. I just, I just think that the bros across the ditch, are, you know, as big a loss Sean Johnson is, I think he could have also been a hindrance to him as well. And I think that they'll, uh, they'll prosper. I've even got the Raiders and Titans sitting around fifth and sixth. Holy moly! And look out for the Knights. I reckon they'll come eighth. On you're, the ba- you're pretty much flipping the ladder upside down from last yeah, year. On, on the back of a bit of Ponga magic and a, and a few others with the Ross dog and. And Sean Kenny Dowell and a few of the other boys down in Newcastle, I think uh, you might just see them wimp into the eighth. And if they do, it'll be a good thing for rugby league. <laughs> it would certainly uh, open a few eyes, without a doubt. I've got probably the Panthers as minor, minor premiers this year. They got the new wow. coach coaching the Sun. Uh, they've got a good squad. I think they'll overcome their early season or preseason dramas. And uh, I, th- I think we will see Panthers minor premiers, and I th- think we'll see them in the grand final as well. Who against? I don't want to say Broncos, so I won't. I, I'd probably say Roosters. I think Roosters are going to go all the way again, but I don't think they'll take out the premiership. It's very hard to do that two years in a row. Back to back, you say? The, in, mod- in the modern era, it's very, very hard to do that. Oh, I'd be looking at a Cowboys-Warriors grand final. I certainly wouldn't object to that. <laughs> I wouldn't object to I think it's uh, nor, nor would you you'd have to wear two jumpers <laughs> <laughs> no you see no, you disappear in for a beer with oh. a Cowboys jersey oh. walk back out with a Warriors because <laughs> that's never happened before no I, I just think that uh, you know the Warriors making the eight last year they'll build on that uh, the Cowboys have been there or thereabouts for the last few seasons or by last uh you know, different times ahead. I, I just think, you know, and, and supporting the team, I honestly think that the Cowboys have got the cattle and stay power in them to make the GF this year. Uh, who against, who knows, I'd, I'd, I'd say the Warriors, and if not them, maybe even a, a Smoky like the Knights or even Raiders. Interesting insight. Interesting insight. We'll see what happens there. Well, I think that's uh, that'll be it from us in our, in our very first show, though. Thanks very much, Pistol. It's it's been a pleasure. It's uh, it's been relatively painless. It's been a little rusty, and we hope that you've endured through us all here tonight. And uh, <laughs> hopefully, there'll be many more ahead. And uh, maybe, or this could be the one and only. We don't we're, know. We're called on the ranch, and uh, tune on in. Thanks for listening in. You can join us on Facebook. Currently, we'll be uh, at the on the spot Facebook page. Here's looking to a successful 2019 for the Cowboys. That's a good night from Bob. And good night from the pistol. Shoot him up. Huh. Ride. Huh. Shoot him up.